welcome your hosts for this evening. Lights, camera, what's the action? Welcome back to Lights, Camera, What's the Action? The podcast about betting on film and television awards. I'm Tony Coca-Cola. Over there is the man who doubles down in funky town. It's the professor. Hello, professor. Oh, lovely to hear your Delta tones again, Tony. And over there is the full-scale whale, Max Wren. Hello, Max. Hey, Tony. How are you? Good, good, good. Right, let's get started quickly with odds and ends. The bad news first, worldwide box office. Uh, As Max unfortunately prophesied, I think, a few episodes ago, the biggest threat that was going to come to the High Mum Retirement Fund was... (laughs) Another unknown Chinese film suddenly entering the race late. And sure enough, there came the battle at Lake Changjin, which has smashed Hai Mum by like 60 odd million. Uh, it's still going as well, heading towards 900 million world, worldwide in inverted commas. Uh, and of course, Sportsbet and Tab Touch, you know, pulled their box office markets months ago as well. So it was impossible to play catch up. Yeah, uh, Sportsbet had it up again briefly, but then pulled it again. So let our pain be your textbook. Avoid worldwide box office bets forevermore. China is playing with its own deck and you cannot beat that. You concur. Just bet on the motherland. Bet um, on China, that's it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so one thing, you know, we, we were getting some some intel on the ground from our, our man in Hong Kong but he's only in Hong Kong. He's, he's not in Beijing. Uh, but even in Beijing, maybe you don't know about it. Uh, but uh, because talking talk to my friend in, in Hong Kong, um, uh, yeah, he, he had no idea about this film, even, you know, when it, when it uh, after it, it uh, I think, clocked up 500 million or something at the box office overnight, yeah. <laughs> or almost overnight. It was like we were watching the box office mojo figures and it was zero and then, oh, you know, two days later, oh, 500 million. <laughs> How about that? Uh, so he he wasn't aware of it. And I, I guess we need to pay closer attention to the the big films that are in the pipeline, particularly these big historical, you know, jingoistic dramas like like the Battle of, of uh, Lake Changjin, which, yeah, took us all by surprise, but in one sense, but in another I just had, yeah, that that sneaking suspicion that uh, they had an ace up their sleeve. China had an ace up their sleeve to just, you know, typhoon everything around it. Uh, And uh, I I feel as though that's going to be the case for the foreseeable future. There is this sense that uh, China uh, want to win uh, international, worldwide box office. Yeah, as you said, Tony, um, worldwide in inverted commas or with an asterisk <laughs> next to it because yes. it's, it's $888 million in China and $1 million in all other territories. I think it, <laughs> I think it's made maybe a million dollars in Hong Kong and uh, last time I checked, it's, uh, it's been out in, in um, uh, release in the United States and I think it's made something like hundred thousand dollars or something and, and probably won't won't crack more than that uh but uh yeah word to the wise you know we need to we need to get more intel in uh, uh down in the, the middle kingdom 
Yeah, it's um, it's one that I won't be participating in next year unless we can get a, a full calendar release of all the Chinese <laughs> blockbusters coming our way. Exactly. Um, but but even a, a tougher read on the US box office markets where um, I think Shang-Chi is, is still the leader. Yeah. Yep. Um, and who knows, maybe Spider-Man can overtake it with you know two weeks uh, remaining with its mid-December release. If only there were markets up to do something about it. But That's yeah, right. Yeah, well, thanks, Sportsbet. Nice. Well, there is some good news. Can there be any good news after that? Yes, there can, because lots more bookies have actually entered the Oscar race. By my count, there are now nine bookies doing the Oscars. We've got Sportsbet, Pointsbet, Tab in New South Wales, Queensland only, for whatever reason. Tab Touch, Bet365, Unibet, Bet Right, Blue Bet, and Top Sport. Still no Neds or Ladbrokes, of course. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Far out, man. Um, Blue Bet is the only one offering just Best Picture, but all the others have the big four, the picture, director, actor, and actress, which is great. That's great to have options. And Sports Bet and Points Bet both have also... Supporting actor, supporting actress, animated feature, and doco feature. Yeah, we're grateful for for them responding to our calls and and our emails. So, um, yeah, the more the merrier, and and just hope that um, points bet and others have a bit more imagination with some of their pricing. It gives us something to, to work with, and maybe even Neds might join the party. You know, sometime yeah, in February or call. March. You know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> anything's possible with Neds. But the cherry, the cherry on top of all this is that Top Sport, bless their little cotton socks, are actually doing Oscar multis. Tab are doing it also, but only in New South Wales and Queensland for whatever reason again. So if you want like the Power Dog double, if you want Power Dog for pitcher and Campion for director, you can get that wrapped up in a tasty bow for $13.75. Holy Mm. smokes. How about that? Or how about this? (laughs) Jesus, how about this? How about a Macbeth, Tragedy of Macbeth four-way? If you go Macbeth for picture, Cohen for director, Denzel for actor, McDormand for actress. What do you wait reckon? for it? What do you wait for it on tab? That's paying twenty-four thousand seven hundred and fifty to one. Whoa, Macbeth is like eighty-nine Metacritic. My God, that is crazy. Get on. So there is lots of fun to be had there. Thank you, Top Sport, for coming to the party. Less so, Tab. Um, and please, please, if you're listening, Top Sport, please open a market for every Oscar category once the nominations are announced because then we can lay a 23-leg <laughs> multi. Oh, we're all going to have to give that a crack, surely. Oh, that's that going amazing. Be, that's going to be super fun. Or even, like, take out the shorts and just do... 20 main one that'll make it easier oh my god top sport are going to get so much of my money if they do a 23 <laughs> leg oscar oh that's going to be it's, it sounds like you're, you're in line for a 10 million dollar payday here tony i tell you what if uh you get all 23 a 23 leg oh what odds are you going to give me for that yeah I'll well max what. you're the you're the parlay prince here you, you, you did an <laughs> eight leg uh, on, a, on a sport earlier this year eight out of eight yeah that was by yeah. far the best i've ever done in that's a yeah. life, lifetime best lifetime best <laughs> if i can do eight from eight in, in oscars then uh, yeah i'd be a very very happy man oh that's gonna be so much fun that's gonna be fun absolutely right in other news uh, all the u.s state-based film critic groups start giving out their awards very very soon like in the first two weeks of december like the new york Film Critics Circle and the Los Angeles Film Critics Association, blah, 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 all that. There's about 20 of them. 
None of them individually are great Oscar predictors, but sort of collectively, these next two weeks will give us a great idea mm. of what the race will ultimately look like. Because Best Actress, for example, is super crowded. Mm. The critics are going to help narrow that race down nicely. And Supporting Actor, Supporting Actress, absolutely no idea what's going on there yet. Mm. So it'll be really good to get some form from all these awards over the next couple of weeks. Now, Tony, the National Board of Review, what's happening with, with that? There's, there's, that's been held back, I understand, because of perhaps they've just been really, really kind to Guillermo del Toro <laughs> because Nightmare Alley is, is, uh, is taking quite a while to, to finish post-production. I think that's the rumour that, uh, yes, uh, well, National Board of Review, first of all, they have their awards. They have like the individual awards, like for Best Picture, Best Director, Best Cinematography, whatever. But they've also got their top 10 of the year. Now, their top 10 is usually uh, announced before the award nominations are announced. And by my count, the top 10 is actually going to be announced on December 3rd. Uh, but the individual, the individual awards, yeah, if they want to hold off, you know, their eligibility period to include Nightmare, that's totally fine by me. Those individual awards have very, very poor Oscar correlations. Mm-hmm. Like every category over the past 11 years have an Oscar correlation of less than 50%. Uh, there's very good correlations that come from that top 10. So the Best Picture winner has come from that top 10 nine of the last 11 years. Yeah, it's in there uh, somewhere, huh? Yeah, so this top yeah. 10 is worth looking at. Uh, original screenplay, nine of the last 11 years has come from that top 10. Editing, nine of the last 11. Sound, funnily enough, 10 of the last 11. Remember the link between editing and sound. Uh, and also animated feature. If there happens to be an animated film in the NBR top 10, and that's happened five times over the last 20 years, like films like Wally. And inside out, you know, if an animated film finds its way into that top 10, that goes on to win animated feature five times out of five. So, yeah, if like Flea, for example, makes its way into that NBR top 10, bet the farm on it winning animated feature because it's got very, very good track record. Anyway, uh, that's uh, any other uh, odds, movements, news caught your eye, Professor? Uh, well, one thing to, to to I don't know you don't yet know the status of Golden Globes is it, is it got, is it being televised? I, I believe the awards are still happening, but I don't think there's a channel associated with it just yet. That's correct. Yes, it is still going ahead. Nominations are actually revealed on the same day as the Critics' Choice for mm-hmm. whatever reason. But yes, there is no word yet as to if it can be seen. Maybe it'll just be a, a Facebook uh, live stream or YouTube or something. Yeah, Who knows? no one knows yet. Yep, yeah, unknown. Yeah, no one wants to touch it yet because it's too uh, it's too poisonous. Yes. Right. What have we been watching? Cinemas are back open. Films are coming thick and fast. <sighs> Professor, why don't you lead off? What have you been watching? Well, why don't we start with um, arguably the worst in the pack for some. <laughs> <laughs> With uh, King King Richard, mm, the king. So some important uh, historical context in the professorial of family, um, where where Serena Williams is a um, a loathsome creature, uh, a sports athlete, um, uh, particularly for my father, just does not does not like what what she's about. Um, so 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 entered this film at the Sydney Film Festival with pretty low expectations, but. Uh, 
our man Will Smith was generating a lot of buzz and it was just just curious. So you know, that, that, that expectations, I think, changes ultimately the experience that you have. So it went in pretty low and I, I thought it was, was a six or seven out of ten experience. Uh, I, I, I think Will, Will Smith does really well. He's a, he's a lock. He should be the shortest of all the Oscar uh, markets available at the moment. I think it's about a, a third spot for best picture at the moment. Uh, I think the scenes with the girls driving around at different tennis locations works really well. I think the best supporting actress performance by Ellis is fine. And uh, I had some fun with it. Uh, it doesn't present anything unexpected. It's an A to B sort of experience. And uh, yeah, Will Smith's got it in the bag. Oh, Max, I see you shaking your head in approval, obviously. Obviously, you've got your head movements mixed up. Obviously, you agree 100% with the professor. Mm, I absolutely hate King Richard. <laughs> absolute hatred for this film because you're a racist i was that's right <laughs> 55 minutes into the film i i i just had to google the running time and as soon as i saw that 145 minutes come up i i, I literally got angry <laughs> i just got angry and i was like can this film be more preachy and boring can it really Professor, what what are you seeing the same film that I'm seeing? This has absolutely zero zero dramatic conflict for a hundred and forty five fucking minutes of this thing. <laughs> the characters are facile cartoons. The film is like the worst of the Ron Howard lesson movie, School for Infants. I think this film is everything I hate in American cinema. <laughs> I, I felt like I was betraying the art of cinema by watching it. But, uh, <laughs> oh, that's a great line. <laughs> I I got oh. through it to the, at the end, and uh, oh, you look, got through. At least you got through it. Well, done. I yeah, it was. Oh yes, it, yeah. The time just flew by. Yeah, it was like I was imprisoned or something. Uh, I I really don't understand. I've look. I read a lot of critics and, and uh, some critics I really um, respect. Anthony Lane in The New Yorker, for example, Mark Kermode, BBC in the UK. Uh, they, I know, I'm reading what they're saying about this film and, and just as with The Professor, it's like, are you seeing the same film that I watched? I, you know, and, and just it, it amazes me. Look, I concur with the professor in that like setting aside my my taste and my evaluation uh and every fiber of my being uh i i do believe that yeah i i agree that it's it's in the mix for best picture and maybe even third yeah just mm. just mm -hmm. just as you said professor uh and look uh there must be some kind of of i don't know magnetism that that the fresh prince has i i did not feel it at all at any point i just thought he was doing some kind of mimicry um but uh, it was very hard to separate that out from from the dross of the actual cinema that i was watching um, do you so, think it's better than the blind side sandra bullock's oh I did, actress yes wins. i was I, I i had to say that maybe 30 minutes into that it was it was bye-bye time for me uh, mm. And uh, I yeah, jettisoned that one pretty quickly. No, I couldn't get through, but it, it wasn't under the 
you know, this was a, a condition to to watch this film for the for the podcast and take one for the team, as they say. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, look, he's 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 definitely got a chance, uh, and this this could it could do a green book, you know, and and win best mm-hmm. picture. Uh, that, that would be horrible, but it's it it is possible. I thought it was barely okay uh it didn't move me at all uh similarly mm. I, I didn't like the script i thought it was like just a collection of motivational quotes uh it, the whole thing feels like a very movie of the week um mm. i'd love to know how much of it is real like the the violent gangbangers turned personal security <laughs> where did that come from <laughs> it might be true maybe it's true i don't know it just it doesn't play right but at it was all. so ham-fisted the way yeah. that it was forced it was like okay yeah. on you know one scene yeah. these guys were like that and then the, yeah. the other guys now they're, the, they're they're running protection <laughs> come on give me uh I, I think it's a fantastic lead role for an actor uh, the character, and it's perfect for Smith, and he's all over it. I, but I'm not 100% on board. Uh, I can see why he's the front runner, and I think he's deservedly mm. so, and I've got money on him, but I'm I'm not quite convinced. I just, I think you can still sort of see the Will Smithness in there. Mm. Uh, and I, th- I think someone else just, the critics might make someone else pop. I don't know. Um, mm. Yeah, I, I mean, he's very strong. I just don't, I'm not 100% convinced. I'm not all the way there. Uh, Ongenu, is it Ongenu Ellis, the, uh, his wife? Ongen, yeah. Ongenu, that's a very modest name, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> she gets her big, her one big Oscar scene. Uh, I think she'll definitely get nominated based on In that. In the kitchen, yeah? Yep, yep, exactly. Yeah. I don't oh, think that's Oscar enough to win. I, yeah, yeah, I don't think it's enough to win, but she'll definitely get nominated. Uh, John yeah. Bernthal, there's talk about him getting a supporting actor nomination. <sighs> I, I wouldn't think so, um, but that category is all over the place at the moment. So who knows? Mm. We'll see about that in the next few weeks. Professor, do you think he'll sneak in for director? Uh, yeah, if it was ten, if yeah. it was ten, like like picture, yeah. I, I don't think I don't think so. But is, is Latino black that that might play to his advantage? Yeah. Green, yeah. I, I, yeah, I'm fifty fifty on on him mm. getting in in director. I, I would lean towards no. Uh, same thing with script. I'm sort of 50-50 on that. I would lean towards no for that as well. I, th- I would place it fourth in picture at the moment. Just an acting-led film, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. If, yeah. if you liked it, that is. Yeah. yeah. Um, it'll definitely get an original song nomination. That Absolutely. is going to be a crazy yeah. category this year. We've got Beyonce doing the King Richard song. You've got Jay-Z. You've got Billie Eilish, Ariana Grande, Van Morrison. This is just... It's a crazy, uh, yeah, and baby Annette maybe as well, huh? Baby Annette, absolutely. (laughs) Sparks, yes, the Sparks. Um, Yeah, it didn't work for me this film at all, but I can see how Mm. it'd be a big crowd pleaser. Although it's not doing well at the box office, so maybe not. Yeah, you're right. It's not commercially hitting hitting the the heights, and um, you know the the middle uh, to to late age white males of the academy are they going to are they going to go for it? Because yeah, you know, the Williams sisters, uh, Serena in particular, she's a divisive character. We we shall see. The the film was released simultaneously on HBO Max too, so that's going to you know absolutely mm-hmm. eat into its um, mm. eat in, into its uh, theatrical box office. Mm. Professor number two, what's next? Why don't we um, Why don't we go to Tammy Faye? Oh, Tammy Faye. Yeah. Uh, this this was a. Uh, 
a pretty pretty bland experience for me. So rags to riches to rags, narrative, vanilla plot that we've seen before. Um, not knowing Tammy Faye and the evangelical empire that, that was built with her husband, didn't sort of have it to anchor or reference with anything. Um, I think by the time voting closes for the Academy, that will work against Jessica Chastain and it might pick up a, a makeup and nomination. Um, this, this was a pretty bland experience for me, uh, but something I was curious to see because of the buzz surrounding Jessica Chastain. Yeah, I concur with the professor there. This is another film that strangely lacked any kind of drama. Uh, it was kind of curious in the early scenes with the, the two characters, um, uh, Tammy Faye Baker and, and uh, her, uh, her um, new husband at that, at that stage when they're in their early 20s, I guess, and they're in Bible college. And the conversations that you're having, it was just like it's re- written in a way that was like really bad soap opera, really, really bad soap opera. And I thought about it for a while and then, then just watching and listening to the characters. It's like, no, that's, that's them. That's who they are. And the entire film gave me this sense of kind of a surface level understanding, a surface level psychology. And I just don't think they were very bright uh, people. Uh, that the characters were based on, and they really leaned into that. Um, I was, I was put off, or taken aback, I guess, by some of the uh, the prosthetics uh, that were used. Um, Does it get in the way? You think, Max? For me, it did. Uh, well, but mm. I, I was never invested in the film. I didn't kind mm. of, to use Billy Wilder's phrase, fall into the dream of the narrative. I was always kind of external to it, mm. uh, and. Just, just watching these these figures go through, for me, it was a kind of pantomime, um, and yeah, I, I I I didn't rate the film at all. Um, I still haven't seen Spencer, um, so I'm not too sure of, of of that performance there. But I would guess that Jessica Chastain will be nominated, but I just can't see her winning for for this performance. Mm. Yeah, I think for me, like King Richard, I think it's a very one-sided affair. You know, Tammy Faye's the victim in all this, apparently. Um, mm. um, and maybe it's true. You know, maybe she was, like you say, Max, maybe they were just really dumb or she was really dumb. She was blissfully unaware yeah. of all the wrong that was going on around her. You know, yeah. maybe maybe it's true. I think it's, it's close to being good. I, I think they needed mm. like Scott Alexander and Larry Karaszewski to write, a, to write the script. They Absolutely. needed Milos Forman to direct it. And I think they needed to recast Andrew Garfield. I think he's fine, but he, he's too young mm-hmm. to play the character at different ages. And yeah. I think the the old makeup shows in in that respect. So, that got to me as well. Yeah. But you're saying getting Scott Alexander and Larry Karaszewski and Milos Forman. I mean, <laughs> well, that's it all they had to do. Such a completely different film was change the script, change the director, and change the lead actor, and this would be a good movie. <laughs> that's all they had to do. Have um, you seen the the documentary that uh, that it's based on? No, I don't know. The documentary mm. I haven't seen the entire documentary. I've seen about half an hour of it, but the documentary is really good. Uh, so mm. that's it's instructive, I think, to go back if you've seen um, the the fiction uh, film, mm. and then go back and watch that, uh, and then to you get far more a, a sense of 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 Tammy Faye 
in that and and it is a kind of surface level she's performing herself in a sense uh and maybe she performed herself um throughout her life and whether she knew it or whether she didn't know i mean there's a lot of shots of her looking in mirrors and primping and preeming and and all that and obviously at a 24-hour television channel so that was that was just de rigueur that was part of a big part of her life uh but uh, yeah, the eyes of Tammy Faye as a documentary is is a is a fine documentary. Yeah, I think I'm with you, Professor. I like the the script. Vanilla, it's very vanilla for me. Um, I I think Chastain is actually very good. Uh, I think there's a bit of Lady in the Radiator about her makeup. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. Um, That's a bit of an inside baseball joke. That yeah, one. sorry. Yeah. I hopefully some people will get that. Um, it's but I think it's a very unChastain like performance. Uh, and Tammy mm. Faye might be a cartoon character and the portrayal might be a cartoon character, but I wasn't seeing Chastain like I was seeing Smith in King Richard. Yeah, she really goes yeah, for it. Yeah, I, yeah mm. so uh, that's commendable uh, mm. f- for mm-hmm. my part. Mm. Um, I think Garfield, yeah, is fine. He won't get a nomination. It'll definitely get nominated for makeup. I don't think it'll win. It may. Um, but, yeah, you can see... Yeah, especially on Garfield, I think you can see some of the older makeup really quite clearly. The colour's not right. Mm. Um, and fr- looking at at the very end of the film, they show footage of the real people involved. Looking at real footage of Tammy, they could have pushed the makeup further. I think mm. even more grotesque. I think, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 they could have gone really hard. Um, I don't think there's any other Oscar prospects for this, but I think Chastain has a real shot. I think she's probably top three, and. Uh, She's paying mm. eleven at Sportsbet. I think that's that's good head. That's a price. That's it's good faded, hedge huh? value. Yeah. I think. Mm. Um, I'm not mm. sure she's going to win, but I think she's top three. What else you got, Professor? Let's let's go to Bond. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I had a um, a walkout experience of the the previous uh, Bond outing and was very disappointed with that and uh, and probably probably anger Max's anger at that. I just uh, I didn't didn't have a good experience uh, with Spectre. Uh, this was a uh, a pleasurable, solid, great hit out and 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 final swan song for Daniel Craig. Uh, I, I think most of it most of it works. Highly enjoyable. Uh, wish I'd seen it in the in on the big, big screen. Mm, Max, what do you think of Bond? Uh, to prepare, I went back uh, and and watched the all of the the Daniel Craig films. So I went started with Casino Royale and then. Quantum of Solace uh, I saw originally at the drive-in and that wasn't a good experience at the drive-in. You know, I think, I I can't even remember the last 40 minutes of the film, but then watching watching them again in 4K uh, at home, uh, really nice uh, copies of them knowing uh, Quantum of Solace is interesting because they they ran out of time to write the script because there was a... um, uh, Rise Guild of America strike, and so they just said, "Okay, we'll just we'll film the action sequences and make uh, stuff up in between these action sequences." <laughs> it's not too bad. It, uh, and then going back again, uh, obviously Skyfall is is one of the the four maybe greatest uh, Bond films out of the twenty five. Uh, and then then uh, back to to Spectre again because originally, yeah, as as with. Uh, the professor didn't have such a great experience uh, with Spectre, but it but it improves, I think, when looking at all of those films together and kind of understanding what happened mm-hmm. with the, you know, the license for Spectre and why they couldn't use it in earlier films, uh, but then they were able to bring it back and then kind of 
connect them all together in, in a in a in kind of interconnected universe and which is paid off here in this film uh really well i was surprised by the film uh we're not going to spoil the film but uh but particularly the ending of the film and, and uh, some of the kind of major plot points of the film performance i think was is daniel craig's best uh throughout uh it looks a treat it uh it, you know there is a sense of of peril of danger uh and uh and i think it, uh, the, the action sequences work really well um yeah i really rated this film uh, luckily we, we got to see it in a, in a big vmax uh cinema and uh yeah leave, left the cinema uh you know really thinking about uh the the future of bond films but i would rate this as one of the six or seven best bond films whoa wow okay one of the things I really like was the kind of the, the callbacks and interconnections to all the other Bond films in Bond history, particularly one of my mm. favourite, which is uh, Honor Majesty's Secret Service, the, the uh, George Lazenby film, and yeah, and they used the uh, um, the Louis Armstrong uh, piece of music as as a kind of key motif in the film. I thought it was fine enough. Uh, it was fun. I've never been a massive Bond fan. Uh, I do like having like a big. Uh, mustache twirling villain in a Bond film. Uh, so Rami Malek was just, a, he was a bit underplayed, I think, for mine. That was the weakest part. Yeah, I'm not sure about the ending. Um, yes, with avoiding spoilers, it's very impactful, mm. the ending. Uh, I, I'm not sure I'm, I'm on board with that. It, um, it fundamentally changes everything that's going to come next. That's, uh, mm-hmm. it's a big call. It's a big call. Uh, otherwise, I think yeah, it's a fun, fun enough distraction. Um, uh, Oscar wise, I think it'll probably get one or two nominations. Probably sound, definitely original song for Billie Eilish, uh, but I don't think it's going to win anything. It's a great song. The title yeah. sequence by Danny Kleiman it w- was a little underwhelming. Uh, I, th- I think he's one of the great title designers in cinema history, and his his design for Casino Royale was fantastic. This one, this one tried to do too much. It it essentially tried to combine uh, all of the previous four Daniel Craig films into the title sequence, and I think it was just too too many. Um, motifs that he was trying to cram in there, uh, but uh, Billy Eilish's song is is uh, yeah superb. All right, bring us home, Professor. Well, let's go to the um, the moderate goals and the the dingy casino locations of uh, the card counter. And um, this is uh, one of my favourites of the year. Uh, it, I mean, the, wow. the pure the, the pure subject matter uh, starts in the black. Just that's about gambling and. Um, I I had a, a great time with it. Um, moody, atmospheric. I think that the score of the soundtrack is is fantastic. Tiffany Haddish is a revelation in the chemistry there between the, the two leads. It's uh, electrifying. Wanted to see a little bit more of Willem Dafoe. And um, I think one of the unexpected pleasures of this is the uh, the hair of. Uh, Ty Sheridan, uh, he was the boy that was in uh, the Tree of Life, and the, the the more we go into that film, that that hair is just a piece of work. It's a crow's nest. I've just loved it. <laughs> Max, how did you like the card count? Did it bring back uh, any uh, memories for you, for you? Is it like looking in a mirror? <laughs> uh, yeah, sitting at a at a poker table for eight nine hours, uh, <laughs> contemplating you know your own mortality and and the idea of God's lonely man is is kind of perfect for for Schrader. 
Uh, I was, after seeing the film, I was inspired to go back to watch, firstly, all the Schrader films I haven't seen. And uh, and uh, um, there's, I think, four big yeah. ones that I haven't seen. I've not seen Mishima, for instance. Yeah, I need to catch up on his filmography. Yeah, yeah, so I've got the got Criterion. Yeah. I've got the Criterion Collection Mishima Blu-ray re- oh. uh, ready and waiting there and hardcore. Uh, yeah. I've, I've not seen that. Um, and uh, uh, the early one with Richard Pryor, um, Blue Collar. Blue Collar. That's right. Yeah. So I've, I've, I've got all those ones lined up. And nice, I nice, nice. Recently went back and and uh, looked at uh, White Sleeper uh, and and uh, American Gigolo, and you can see, you know, that it's absolutely there's a kind of singularity of of vision and philosophy and intent. And this film is incredibly sombre and it's austere and it's the, it's the film of an old man. Uh, and when I, when watching it, I was thinking of these, these old used to be young lines and now old geezers of American cinema, uh, Scorsese, of course, coming out with the Irishman. This is a film about death and, and people coming to the end of their life and, and uh, thinking about, what they've done, what they've achieved, and and who they thought they were going to be, and I, I see this as as a kind of rejoiner to Scorsese's The Irishman. That would be a, an interesting double bill in the future. I think once oh, once old Marty and and uh, Paul Schrader have you know retired to the cinema in the sky, uh, and we can take a look at these two films. But it it's a special film. Uh, and I do think from, you know, I've, I've seen a lot of Paul Schrader films, but I do think it's, it's definitely one of, one of his best films and he's going through a really terrific patch. He went through a, a period of making pretty bad films, I think uh, about uh, maybe 10 years ago or so. There's a, there's a couple in his, his uh, back catalogue that were pretty hard to even get through. I think Tony, maybe you, you saw some of those, and there was one that was recut that was that was shot on the Gold Coast in Australia, um, and uh, uh, you know he's he's had his troubles, um, particularly with with drugs and alcohol in his in his life, and and I think you get you get some of that that sense coming through the the uh, the main character in uh, uh, in Card Counter, but it uh, yeah he has a sense of place and he has a sense of space and. No, it's not really. You know, it's not. It's not about a poker player just as much as Taxi Driver mm-hmm. is about a taxi driver. Um, but it, uh, yeah, it's a pretty special film. Well, well, I loved uh, Schrader's previous film, First Reformed. Uh, mm-hmm. That was two thousand seventeen. That was that was my favorite film of two thousand seventeen. I absolutely yeah. adore that. Here, I found the dialogue in particular very forced, very stilted and cliched. And you don't say that about Schrader too often. Um, But when there's no dialogue, and there's quite long stretches in this where there's no dialogue, uh, I really, really liked it. But on the whole, it was disappointing for me after First Reformed. I didn't click with it uh, at all. Uh, I can't understand why Oscar Isaac would be a contender. His, his name was sort of thrown around early, mm. um, but no, 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 no. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's not great for me. I think it's okay. Uh, it won't get any nominations. Um, but, yeah, after First Reformed, I found it disappointing. Wow. I think First Reformed is is one of his, like, my four 
maybe three best films in his entire career, and he's made many. I think he's directed like 20 features or something altogether. Uh, but uh, this this is not as good as First Reform. Yeah, that's that that's that's a that's a gangbusters film, and what an ending! What an ending! Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'm setting too high a bar. Yeah, uh, perhaps. Yeah. Well, I mean, I would rather watch uh, Card Counter than 95 percent of the other cinema that we've seen over the last year. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, let's move on to the Oscars. the The short list is announced very soon, December 22nd. That's when they shortlist all the craft categories and the short categories. So that's very soon. Uh, nominations are announced Feb 8, uh, ceremony on March 27th. Best picture. Let's get into it. Here is a very good best picture predicting stat. 11 of the last 11 years, 100%. The best picture winner has come from the DGA nominations, the Directors Guild nominations. Now, the Critics' Choice uh, Best Picture nominations, the PGA nominations, they also have 100%, 11 of the last 11 years, but they both choose 10 films. Uh, So DGA only chooses five films, so the odds are better there. Uh, BAFTA Best Picture also only chooses five films, and it also has 11 of the last 11 correlation, but DGA seems easier to predict than BAFTA. Um, You know, we don't need something like Rock's muddying the waters. Remember Rocks from earlier this yeah. year? Bucky Backray? Yeah. Rocks. Bucky Backray? Yep. Yeah. Back- <laughs> Rocks is currently sitting on 96 Metacritic. Get on. Get Far on. out. What's going on there? So I know we're talking about Best Picture, but who will get nominated for the Directors Guild this year? Because you get that five Directors nominations, Best Picture is going to be one of those. So who's going to get a Directors Guild nom? Campion is a lock, I reckon. Villeneuve is a lock. Yeah. Branner is fading somewhat, I think, but still probably 80, 90% locked. Mm-hmm. Then you got two spots up for grabs. Uh, Green for King Richard, maybe. But what is, what, look, look what he's up against. PTA, yeah. Del Toro, Adam McKay, Joel Cohen, one of the foreign raiders. You got Pedro, you got Paulo, Fahadi. But whichever five directors are nominated, one of their films will typically win Best Picture. So that's an interesting stat to just keep an eye on. Mm. All right, well, let's look at some odds. Best picture. Belfast is now favourite. Uh, between four and five, Power Dog, six, six, fifty at uh, Tab Touch. Nightmare Alley, nine. King Richard, you can get it at 18 at Tab Touch. That's still pretty good. Good price. Yep. Uh, June. Get on, Max. Yeah, 15, yeah. no. <laughs> Put me down for 10 cents. Yeah. <laughs> Licorice Pizza uh, at 13. June at 15. House of Gucci, you get a 21. Don't Look Up. Macbeth, 21 as well. West Side Story, 26. Do we still think Belfast is the favourite? Well, we haven't seen it. Um, all, all, all indicators are that that is... Uh, yeah, and, and and the market, so it's a front runner for picture and, and champions for director. It's going to be one of the two, I think, and possibly King Richard to spoil. Best director, champion, still favourite, sort of around two fifty, two seventy five, two eighty eight is the best at sports bet. Branner sixes and sevens, uh, PTA is eight, uh, Villeneuve nine, Del Toro eleven, Joel Cohen fifteen, Spielberg fifteen, Ridley Scott. Last episode, he was at seven. Now he's out to 17. Uh, Green. Green is as short as 11, but you can get him for 26 at Unibet. Ooh. 
I got a bit of green at 31 uh, earlier. Yep, just a, as a bit of Campion coverage. Nice, just a little hedge. Uh, for my money, Campion should be shorter than Will Smith and Kristen Stewart. I think she's more of a lock than those two mm. are easy. Mm. So 288, I think, is a still a strong price. Yeah, I agree. I think she should be around 150. Yeah, I was looking at Gold Derby earlier today and 16 of 23 Gold Derby experts or 70% have her as a number one slot and totally agree, Tony. It should be a far shorter price than 288. Best actor. Here are two big best actor stats. 11 of the last 11 years. Again, 100% best actor has come from a film also nominated for Best Picture. And 10 of the last 11 years, the BAFTA Best Actor winner goes on to win the Best Actor Oscar. So that's 91%. Those two stats are key as to why Bozeman did not get up last year. Bozeman didn't win the BAFTA and Ma Rainey did not have a Best Picture nomination. We thought the tragic narrative was going to take precedence. No, Mm. stick with the stats. So... If you're going to win Best Actor, your film's got to be nominated for Best Picture. So whose film will be nominated for Best Picture? Will Smith, King Richard. I think yes. that's a yes. Mm. He's paying 153 at BetRight. Cumberbatch, Power Dog. Yes, he'll 100%. get nominated. Best Picture, yes. He's paying 11 at Tab. Denzel for Macbeth. Probably yes. Probably yeah, yes. Sneak in there and ninth yeah. or tenth slot. Yeah. I, I think that's like a 70% chance. Yeah. Yep. Okay. He's playing 13. Bradley Cooper for Nightmare Alley. Maybe. I think less than. Yeah, yeah. Less than Macbeth, certainly. He's paying 15. Dinklage for Cyrano. What has happened to that film? What has happened to that film? It's, uh, well, it's another one of these late sort of. Pre- I mean, it premiered at Telluride. That's always a great sign for a Best Picture winner premiering a Telluride. But it's, again, it's got a December release. It's going to be in the next couple of weeks. It'll start getting more screenings. So is it going to get nominated for Best Picture, though? Probably not, I would say. Oh, yeah. I think it's, yeah, there's there's not too many slots left open no. for for um, for that film. DiCaprio, Don't Look Up. Is that going to get nominated for Best Picture? Probably yes, probably Probably the same as a Nightmare Alley. Maybe a bit stronger than Nightmare Alley for mine. Why? Uh, why do you think? Why do you think that's going to be stronger than Nightmare Alley for a, a, a Best Picture nomination? I think star power is one thing. There's so many big names in it, and I think that's going to carry it a long way. It just yeah, seems but, overstuffed. It, it, well, it, yeah, it seems like, like it's it's a mad, 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 mad world with like lefty oh. social commentary oh no it's just I, so much star power in it. it's not as stuffed as that that's, <laughs> that's <laughs> utterly ludicrous and that's what makes it great uh, yeah. i think we're just like oh and we've got the three stooges who's going to be next and it's like oh phil silvers is in a car well uh, we got bloody ariana grande in this for some <laughs> so no but they've done this before in in some of their earlier films in the what was the what, oh, big short well, the big short yeah celeb cameos Margot. explaining yeah that's right. Uh, yes, in the bathtub details. Or, yes. or in the blackjack table. That's right. Yeah, and that's 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 fine. Uh, I it, it I I think we're going to be surprised in that um, it won't be as good as we think it will be, Professor. I I was underwhelmed by the teaser trailers. I think the the, the full length trailer is a bit more encouraging. Um, it does have. A bit of anti-comedy history not on its side. Yeah. 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 
So it depends how funny or not that it is or how a dramedy maybe. Andrew Garfield as well for Best Actor. Tick, Tick, Boom, is that going to get nominated for Best Picture? I would say no. He's still in the mix for an actor nom apparently. Uh, he's paying 18, Tab Touch. Adam Driver, he was like paying eight last episode. Now he's paying 26 for Gucci. Is he is Gucci going to get nominated? Oh, this is this is this is going to be uh, this is going to be a dust up. We can't wait to talk about this one <laughs> uh, because I, I, I have very positive feelings about this one. But, oh, uh, Tony, I don't think you have. Have you? I think we're going to get a Ridley, Ridley Scott smoky this year. It'll be the last jewel or Gucci will sneak in there unexpectedly and, and with it some acting nominations. Oh, how much is how much is uh, House of Gucci for Best Picture? What's that? 15 on Sportsbet. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Needs to be a bit longer. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yep, definitely, yeah. definitely. Best Actress. They've also got a correlation with Best Picture nominations. Not as strong. Seven of the last 11. Best Actress winners have come from a film also nominated for Best Picture. Um, and But also, like Best Actor, 10 of the last 11 BAFTA Actress winners go on to win the Actress Oscar. So again, like last year, McDormand, whoever wins the BAFTA, jump on hard for the Oscar. So mm. with that in mind, let's look at the favourite, Kristen Stewart, who's paying sort of 130 150 153 <gasps> so short is the best at sports bet. Now, the president of BAFTA, is Prince Charles. <laughs> Will BAFTA. What? Will BAFTA reward an essentially royal bashing performance yeah. like this? That's a good spot, Tony. Yeah. Mm. She's so short. So short. Yeah, she's too short. I've seen Spencer and that's that's one for a later episode. I think there's some other value uh, and genuine contenders in that category. Um, I've been impressed with Kay's Jew in, in the interviews that I've yes. seen so far. Um, uh, she, she has some work to do, um, sort of self publicity and the likability factor. Um, and she's up against some you know, veteran campaigners there. Um, but she's, yes, she's an intelligent young woman and, and it's a fine performance. The second favorite is Chastain. She, what last episode, she was 380. Now she's out to 11 at sports bet. As the gap, 130, 150 to 11 is the second favourite. Gaga is also equal second favourite at 11. At Tab Hudson, still in the mix, 15. Penelope Cruz, still in the mix. I don't think she's going to get nominated at 15. McDormand, still in the mix, 16. Kidman, 18 at Unibet. That's still good. Kidman, come on. Come Coleman, on. Olivia Coleman. Last episode, she was 26. She's into 850. At some places, but you can still get her at 19 at Betride. Yeah. That's not a bad bet. Coming soon BAFTA, too as well, yeah? Yeah, BAFTA, BAFTA yeah. will love Coleman. BAFTA does Indeed. love Coleman. Indeed. So, mm, that could be the spoil. That could, could be, the, be the, spoil. the spoil. Could be the BAFTA spoil. $19 at Betride. Mm, that could be something. So what do we think about McDormand? So we've been quite bullish on her all year for the for the, the nomination market that we're participating in. Is she, she going to get into the five? I'm still confident. Uh, yeah. purely because I think critics will respond, critics will push her more than some other people. I think she's yeah. like she's way ahead of Hudson, I think. So where, where's she in the ranking, you think? Pro- I think she's probably, I think she's, I, I don't think Gaga's going to get nominated, honestly. Um, she won't get nominated, really? No, no, I don't think she'll get nominated. This is it's a stacked field, man. There's so many actresses to try and squeeze in. I think Stuart Chastain Kidman are my top three at the Kidman. moment. Kidman? Oh, yeah. I, I just, yeah. I, I can't. 
I can't see it. That trailer did nothing for me. It just didn't 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 work for me at all. But you know, yeah, I understand it's Kidman and and the, you know the the whole show associated with that. But yeah. uh, then I think McDorm. I think McDormand is is a pretty solid fourth Four, for me. Yeah, yeah. 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 And yeah. the fifth, okay. the fifth is is floating. Yeah, it could be Coleman. Yeah. Um, it could be Tessa Thompson from uh, Passing. She's getting a lot of buzz as well. Mm. Uh, What's the reaction to um, Macbeth like? Well, again, it's only been like New York Film Festival and a handful of uh, like London as well. It's it hasn't got a lot of exposure yet, but I mean, it's eighty nine Metacritic. It's far. Yeah. How do you how do you bet against that? That's mm. crazy. And and what about its release? I think it's Christmas or Boxing Day. So how does that influence? Uh... Well, yeah, late December, yeah, or yeah. mid December, mid late December, yeah. And mm-hmm. it's going to be theatrical for I think for a couple of weeks, maybe even four before it goes mm-hmm. on Apple TV. It'll it'll make no money whatsoever, I don't think. Yeah, it's a tough sell. It's just too small, you know. It's, yeah. Supporting actor. Now, support, uh, Sportsbet and Pointsbet are the only ones carrying supporting actor. Some key stats here as well. Ten, similar to uh, Best Actor, ten of the last 11 supporting actor winners also had their film nominated for picture. Uh, exact same stat, ten out of the last 11 also had their film nominated for script either original or adapted script. So, again, who ticks those boxes? Whose film is going to get nominated for picture or script or both? Uh, Syrian Hines, he's paying $5. Will he get nominated for pick and script? Yes. Uh, yeah, Belfast I think so. will. Belfast yep. Cody for Power Dog, yes. 100%. 100%, $5. Richard Jenkins for The Humans. Is that going to get nominated Unlikely. for pick? No yeah. way. Script? Yeah. Possibly, it's adapted from a Tony Award-winning play. Possibly, maybe not. Bradley Cooper for Licorice Pizza. It'll probably it'll definitely get a screenplay. He's in it for five minutes. I've heard. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But since when does the Academy care about that? It's all about impact, man. Impact. Mm. And by the sounds of things, he's got a hell of an impact. Yeah. Corey Hawkins for Macbeth. Pick yes. Script yes. Yeah, adapted script maybe. Uh, Jamie Doran again for Belfast, paying 10. Yes. Jared Leto for Gucci. Is that going to be nominated for picture? No. Is it going to be nominated for I've got a bit to say about Leto later, but um, Mm. yeah, I've had a a bit of a play on our man Ben Affleck. Uh, So he's had a good year in the tender bar in the last duel at $41. He might pop it, pop up in there somewhere. Is Affleck. Will the tender bar of the last duel be nominated for best pick? Oh, absolutely not. Will it be nominated for script? Probably not. Maybe script with the star power of Affleck, Damon, and Hall of Center. Um, maybe. I think the but... 10 bars best based on a book, so that's, that's, a, yeah, that's a chance. Maybe, but yeah. yeah. No. Uh, Jason, Jason Isaacs for Mass, again. Is that going to get nominated for pick? No. Script? Uh, maybe, probably not. Yeah, that's uh, that's a big stat. 91% mm. supporting actor winners yeah, it's tough. over the last 11 years are in for pick as well and script. Yeah. Yeah, it looks to be one of the Belfast boys or Cody uh, are leading at the moment. And again, the next two weeks will show us because the critics will lead the way in this. It'll be interesting to see who they go for. Same with supporting actress. Who are they going to go for here? Again, not quite as strong statistically uh, as supporting actor. Eight of the last 11 supporting actress winners uh, have also had their film nominated for picture. So that's 73%. So again, uh, Katrina Balfe is the favourite. Three sixty. Will she be nominated? Will Belfast be nominated for pick and, pick and script? Yes. Anne Dowd for Mass. 
she's not going to get nominated no. for picture or script. She's 4.33. Kirsten Dunst, 4.33 as well. Yes to both. She yeah, I like nominated. her. Yep. I like her for, for, to, to, win, to win this category, actually. Mm, 4.33 is a very good price. Kate Blanchett yep. for Nightmare Alley. Maybe pick, maybe script. She's paying 8.58 is the best price at points bet. Anjanou Ellis, nine for one big scene. Yep, that'll get nominated for pick and maybe script. Judy Dench for Belfast, maybe. Marley Matlin for Coda, maybe. Ruth Negger for passing. Probably not pick, probably not script. She's paying 13. Oh, man. This is one of your favourites, isn't it? Well, we'll talk about that in a minute in uh, our uh, Actions Family Values. Animated feature, again, only sports bet and points bet. The key stats in this category, unfortunately, come later. Uh, If you win the Critics' Choice Award, that's nine of the last 11 years. And if you win the... Uh, Editors Guild Award. That's ten of the last mm. eleven, but that's only going to come late. So, but yeah, keep an eye out on who wins the uh, the Editors Guild Award for animated feature because that is very good correlation. Flea is favourite at one fifty seven. Oh man, that's too short. Mm. Luca, another Pixar three seventy five. Mitchell versus Machines five. Now, now with Flea, Flea uh, might win uh, international feature too, mightn't it? And it might win Doco feature. It might get nominated for all three. That would be a massive feat. But which one will it go hardest in? Which one will it put on the best show? I think it'll put on the best show in animated feature. When you look at at the the competition. Yeah, the field is really weak. You've got two really weak Pixar films. Uh, Mitchell vs. the Machines is fun. Um, uh, Raya and the Last Dragon is very good as well. But, yeah, I, I think Flea is head and shoulders above all the others there. So I think yeah, that's the best shot. It, it'll be interesting um, how these animated voters go. Um, what's, what's their evaluation process? Because, uh, mm. yeah, Flea, Flea, I think, has probably got the, the more adult and serious invigorating story, uh, but it is nowhere near the level of technically uh, you know, what, what Disney and Pixar do. So uh, for me, that price is totally wrong. I think it should be the other, there should be other two uh, or three as favourite. Mm. Documentary feature, again, sports bet, points bet only. There's no great stats for predicting best doco, unfortunately. They really like to share the love around Mm. between all the awards, uh, as we saw last year with time, and then Octopus just jagging in at the end. Flea is the favourite at $1.80. The Rescue, uh, $2.75. Summer of Soul, $3.50. In from six, due in no small part, I imagine, to the two of you. Uh, Not me, of course. Ascension. Paying 11, Attica 13, uh, there's a handful of ones that uh, we've all heard of. Becoming Cousteau 15, Julia, uh, about Julia Child 17, Velvet Underground 26, Roadrunner, the Anthony Bourdain 131, Val, Val Kilmer $34, Sparks, the Edric of Wright paying 51. Wow. I mm. think, um, yeah, I like Summer of Soul. Three, yeah, ninety six Metacritic Summer of Soul is, yeah. uh, is is streets ahead. Even though I think, yeah, the Velvet Underground is is a really really great film, great documentary, but it's just it's too avant garde. Right. Let's finish with our best bets, our actions, family values, Professor. What have you got for us? Yeah, so I think it's been a fascinating podcast, Tony, and you've really led with the the, the driving criteria of of the importance of performances uh, being driven by uh, picture nominations. Mm. So uh, let me start with Best Supporting Actor, which is one of the toughest categories along with the the ladies in Best Supporting Actress. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is a bet that is a bit like 
Tom's biodynamic wine in Succession episode six. (laughs) (laughs) Very specific reference. Go on. So it's aggressive on the palate and you have to meet it halfway. Um, But it's definitely going to taste better than prison food. So I am referring, of course, to Mr. Jared Leto. Uh, our, uh, he's won the, the, the best supporting actor, uh, gold, uh, in previous years. It's a performance that might be crazy and big enough to, to get recognition as, as a nomination at $11. I think it's a fantastic price. Gucci might not, it's probably not going to get nominated. It might sneak in there. Um, I'm happy to participate at that price. So uh, Jared Leto as a, a light to medium in, in investment and Gold Derby agrees. So 13 of 23 uh, experts on Gold Derby have him in their top three. So, so, so swing for it. Go for it. Wow. Uh, so then best supporting actress, uh, King Richard. I like Ellis at $9. Uh, it's a really tough category, that one. I'm not, I'm not too sold on, on Kirsten Dunst, actually. Uh, she, she deserves something. At some point, I'm not sure if this is the performance uh, that will get her across the line. It's a very and quiet we, performance. There's there's not a lot to it. I think it's a great performance, yeah. but there's not a lot of bells and whistles compared to some of the others. Yeah. yeah. And we've spoken about it. Alice gets her, her, her Oscar glory moment there in the kitchen with uh, with King Dick. Uh, best actor. Uh, we, we, we all agree that Will Smith is destined for glory. Um, but as... Michael Keaton will tell you, as Chadwick will tell you, um, is being a favourite doesn't doesn't mean anything sometimes. So um, I'm looking for coverage here, and I like the look of Mr. Andrew Garfield uh, paying seventeen dollars on Sportsbet. He will probably get a, a, a bump from uh, the Golden Globes in the category of comedy or, or musical. Um, and uh, it's it's you know you've got to buy coverage at this stage of the season, so that's a, again a light to medium investment on Mr. Garfield, uh, best director Campion. Uh, she's in an elite group, female comeback narrative, hates superhero movies. Um, she should be lower than than the price that she is at the moment. So two dollars eighty eight is a steal. So a strong level of conviction there. Seventy uh, percent of Gold Derby experts have her in a number one slot. Best animated. Uh, here's some good stats for you, Tony. Oh, rip it so out. So 90, 90% of animated feature winners over the last 10 years have originated from Disney or Pixar. Uh, in the past 20 years, that best animated feature has been in the category at the Academy Awards. Pixar has won 10 times. And there have been only three instances where a non-Pixar film beat a Pixar film. So uh, I'm on the high, I'm on the side of, of history and statistics here to play against Flea. I, I don't think that's uh, uh, a good price uh, for a, a gay Afghan war refugee uh, experience. Uh, I think it might be overlooked by by, by voters. So uh, Luca and Encanto um, are in the Disney Pixar camp. So I'll have a bit of that. Thank you. Best documentary again a play against Flea and Summer Soul. I think is good value at three dollars fifty. And then finally, um, the, the best of the best bet, um, and this is coverage uh, for our case stew. Um, Clayton Davis from Variety uh, has this actress in as her second spot. Um, and this is uh, for an actress who has won before. Uh, she, so she knows what needs to be done. 
She's a veteran. Uh, she knows how to play the game. And Case Stew is, I think, currently overvalued. So uh, Nicole Kidman at $18 on Unibet. Uh, she's into second or third spot across uh, most of the, the critics, the experts, the watchers of, of Oscars. So she's, she's a great play. Mm, very comprehensive, Professor. Love it. Love it a lot. Max? I, I have two. Uh, oh. <laughs> that's all I have. Uh, but uh, I, I do feel that I, I think you're right in that, that uh, uh, Kay Dunst's performance is not a showy one at all. It's a, it's a very interior one. And uh, this is, uh, it, it fits the, the nature of the film, the three central performances. But I think she does incredible work. And hopefully that can be uh, identified by the Academy voters, um, and there was there is something that is uh, that, that's going on underneath the surface of, of her performance that uh, yeah is pretty powerful um, in in Power of the Dog. So at four thirty three, I think that's a um, that's a pretty good uh, price, and with documentary, it, it's got to be Summer of Soul. I, I would I would imagine, even though I haven't seen the film as yet. Uh, I think you guys have already seen it. Is that right? We'll uh, discuss that later. Oh, okay, <laughs> right. Uh, so at, at three dollars fifty, I think that's that, that's pretty solid too. They're, they're they're pretty tasty. Very nice, very nice indeed. Uh, I've got a few. Uh, the Gotham Awards are on November thirtieth, mm. which is uh, only a few days away. They're kind of like the Indie Spirit Awards. The Lost Daughter. Maggie Gyllenhaal's directorial debut is mm. favourite across most of the Gotham Award categories, but it hasn't even been released yet. There's no screeners going around, and it's only been seen in like a handful of US festivals. So I don't know how it's going to sweep all these categories without being seen widely. And then there's Passing, which is Rebecca Hall's directorial debut. Two debuts going up against each other. Passing's making a lot of noise online and it has been released on Netflix and it's doing well. So I reckon there's some value to be had here. Uh, best feature at sports, uh, sports bet, Passing, paying four. Breakthrough director for Rebecca Hall, paying 450 at sports bet. And lead performance, Tessa Thompson, 750 at sports bet. Just a small play. It's a good multi there, Tony. Just Passing small, multi. Yeah, just a small play on all those. I'm yeah, not hundred percent convinced, but just Lost Daughter. Yeah, it just hasn't been seen widely enough. I don't understand mm. why it's such it's so short in all those categories. It, it, it. it would have to have have to do with with Gillen Hall and mm. yeah, just the likability factor. Um, from from what I can gather, uh, she is incredibly well liked. Um, as a as a film professional in the industry, mm. uh, still on passing, Oscars supporting actress Ruth Negger at thirteen. I think that's outrageous. I think she is top three supporting actress for sure. Yeah, so, well, have you seen Passing, Tony? I have. Uh, we can talk about that. Yes, in mm. the future episode. But yeah, a medium play for my mind. I reckon thirteen is really really good. And then a Summer of Soul double. Uh, yes, this documentary. Uh, yeah, that's 96 on Metacritic. That's like, that's parasite level strong. That's crazy. Uh, for the Gotham Awards, it's paying 450 for mm. best documentary behind Flea. Um, mm. And for the Oscars, yeah, paying 350 for feature doco. It's Flea uh, for best documentary for the Gotham Awards yeah. is $1.22. Come on. 
Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think Summer of Soul, it's, uh, this is going to sweep uh, for mine. So I think it's a medium play for the Gotham and a large play for the Oscars. I think it's looking very good for the Oscars. Mm. And that is all. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Thank you, Professor. Thank you. What a time to be live. Thank you, Tony. As always. Thank you, Max. Many thanks, Tony. Many thanks. You can follow all the things on the Twitter and the Facebook at LCWT Action on YouTube as well. We'll be back in a few weeks, I reckon, probably mid-December because the Critics' Choice Award nominations and the Golden Globe nominations are both announced December 14th. And Sportsbet, you'd think at least, will likely have markets for those two up pretty quick. So I think we'll come back to check on that. Uh, Please gamble responsibly, though, please, please, please. And remember, it's a thrill to be nominated, but it's even better to be compensated.